Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Warning, packing your own fears could cause you to have a pack full of Derek stuff. Uh, hey, 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 B&B, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who still thinks, yeah, I'm ultralight backpacking, even though I have to sit down to put my pack on, and it takes three of us to get him back up. Carl Mandrioli, what's going on? Okay, another fallacy by my co-host Derek. A man who fears only one thing, a 1993 minivan with a homemade trailer. <laughs> true oh wow he's never gonna let it go i think it's true it's not true it is another fallacy by you oh it's not true okay so so we have a shuttle next year and you would be happily like jumping in with like not enough seats and a homemade trailer you're fine with that with you guys i would do it i would do it (laughs) i would just make sure i packed my stuff i packed my fears a little bit better is what i I would do all right we'll we'll get to that for sure we have um a bit of info before we get to that, though. Yeah. I, I actually wanted to recap the last episode yes. a little bit because it was a different kind of episode than we've done before. Mm. And would you call yourself like a podcast saboteur in that last episode there? Mm, you would. So let's hear what you have to say. Let's, yes. let's talk yes. about it. Let's okay. talk about it. Let's get it out. So I got some, some, some gear companies kind of sent some stuff our way. And when we have... We've had companies reach out to us in the past and we do not always like you know end up liking their stuff or want to use their stuff or want to talk about their stuff so i chose five that we were willing to talk about because we liked it enough or or thought that listeners would could find a use for it and so we you know they sent us some free stuff so i was trying to honor them and you were not you were trying to basically naysay the companies as we're honoring them for sending us some some free gear is that right look i was just being honest okay I wasn't trying to naysay. I want to be cut and dry right. with the B and B, but all all the products that we talked about, I would find a use for in some fashion. I know the accessories portion. Okay. It seemed like I was hating on accessories, but you know, you you for myself. <laughs> but then again, anything I'm saying for myself does not apply to everybody else. Like you brought up a good point about you know people who are having physical ailments and they have a hard time reaching behind for things or whatever okay that makes perfect sense so you know i'm happy yeah. to be corrected i'm happy to be wrong unlike you so i had no problem uh admitting my faults so you know <laughs> okay i just wanted to share that we had to stop the podcast twice because i had to reprimand derek for basically bashing gear that he had not even tried out like you you were like i was the one with the gear I, I said that at the top i'm like i'm the one that has it and so i was trying to like i i said straight up this is not for everybody and so that's why we categorized who like the gear before based upon the company what they're providing right mm-hmm. okay yeah i hear you has there ever been a time where i've said something and you didn't hear what i said I think there has been. <laughs> and then you go on like you understood what I said. Okay. So all I'm saying is, and did we, you know, we stopped the podcast, guys, probably, I don't know, what, three times so you can go pee? Weak uh. bladder. Again, <laughs> this is why you should try to train your bladder before backpacking trips. So, no, you're right, though. I mean, okay. uh, well, but here's what, here, and here's why this is funny is because one of the companies, Rakea Designs, ended up like they already listened to the episode. They listened to it like for the first date was out and then they took a quote and put it on their website and then linked our show on their website, which is awesome. 
And who do they quote? <laughs> of course, they quoted Derek, the guy who's like sabotaging the podcast. <laughs> hey, I had good things to say about their products. So yeah, so we'll um, we'll, we'll link that in our, uh, or we've got it linked in our description here. So kind of funny, Carl. Haven't you ever heard though that there's no bad publicity? Okay, there's no bad publicity. No, bad I, publicity. Is, I want to be 100% honest too. I just thought it was funny. You were like, I'm just being honest, but you didn't actually try out the gear. So you were sort of being honest from a like distant judgmental perspective. From my opinion of what I thought I would look, well, I was looking at it. I was checking it out. So I, yeah, yeah I'm online, give my, my honest opinion. You know, yeah. I worry about you. Like if you want to deceive the B&B, you lie to the B&B, I won't. Okay. That, we'll just move <laughs> That's Again, each piece of gear is not for everybody. Certainly no. the Gossamer gear backpack that would not be for me starting out. But if I was going on an ultralight mm-hmm. trip, that would be something that I would use. It just depends upon the situation. So anyway, I wanted to clarify that. But I, I also, here's the other side of this is I think that was like a microcosm of issues that we either currently have or might have where if we do like legit want to get a sponsorship, like a, like a, you know, a big time one, I think you might be a sponsor preventer. And so we got to so? we got to go a different route, Derek. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to draw in the sponsors. Okay. Yeah, we have but a couple sponsors. They're not big time sponsors. They've they've uh, they've definitely helped us out. and We appreciate them. They've they've covered some of the costs of our podcast, and so we are very thankful for sure. But I think we this is kind of my segue into talking about we're kind of joining the the Patreon club for those of you who know what that is and that. Patreon is just like a safe and secure way to support your favorite content providers. And we are going to see if, if we can go a different route and kind of get away from the sponsorship realm, or at least, you know, not have to focus so much of our attention on like checking out the stuff that kind of gets sent our way. So, so anyway, so um, if you're interested in some bonus stuff, then check out patreon.com slash backpacking and blisters. What's different about what we have is that sometimes the people that try to go on Patreon, they just say like, yeah, we could just could use your support so we can keep on producing what we're producing. And I thought that's nice, but we want to actually give you extra stuff or extra kind of bonus content. Exactly. Right? More the merrier for the B&B. Uh, more in-depth on certain issues for sure. Yeah. So I've, so I've got a list of things that if you are, if you really like our show and you're into it enough, this might be something you'd be interested in. So uh first one is early release and or exclusive viewing of all of our backpacking documentaries so i know that's only a fraction of people that actually watch it that listen to the show may not be for you but if you like our stuff especially this one that that we've made with the um you know olympic olympic national park i think this is going to be worth your while so i have finished it derek and you've actually seen it already right yeah it's great it was really funny. Okay, so it's not available yet except for Patreon people. So it's linked on the Patreon site. So if you if you want to support, then you have access to that. So there's that. Uh, we're going to slowly be adding trip plan outlines to the um, to the Patreon site as well. So kind of going back and all these trips that we've been referencing, giving you like very specific details. If any of these sound interesting or fun, or you might be in that area, and you want to you know try these out. Everything from mm-hmm. permit info to maps you might use to you know mileages per day elevation gain so i've already got two of them on there and i'm just going to continue to add to them as we go well done on that yeah and then here's the big one derek that that i'm a little nervous for you on we're gonna have yeah we have a bonus monthly podcast episode why am i nervous about that i don't know why because it's a struggle sometimes to get you to record (laughs) what are you talking about oh my Okay, so Maybe. so you're all in on the okay, so we'll we're gonna make it happen then, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I think that'd be good. Re- yeah. All right. You heard it here first. Okay. So the last one on my list. This is this you might you might even get like a cold sweat going here. Oh boy. Priority invites to future backpacking and blisters events. <gasps> <gasps> um <clears throat> do tell. Give me some details on that. What does that mean? For the- well, I I kinda wanna save the details for um or you want to save the details. You want to keep them hanging. Okay. For Patreon. I do. Okay. And, I, and I will say I put events in quotations because we're going to kind of start small and then hopefully build if things go well. Mm. I feel like that's a lot, man. What do you think? That is a lot of stuff for sure. Are you, yep. are you, how are you feeling about this whole, the, the last thing? Are you feeling good about that? I mean, I think part of our first bonus episode, we'll, we'll talk more about that and what that might look like. But, um, 
this is all for like the, the Patreon things, like a subscription kind of thing. So it's a couple bucks a month, uh, maybe a little more if you want like all of the features. But if you're interested, if you love the show, Derek has sabotaged future sponsorship hopes, and this is what I've come up with as a solution. <laughs> drama, 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 drama. Bible verse of the, of the episode, 1 Peter 5, 8, 9. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Mm. Yeah, are you afraid of being devoured on the trail or what? We're going to talk about that with our with our list because I think there are some people that are afraid of being devoured. Are you? Oh. So we need to be sober in spirit, All alert right. and prepared for a spiritual attack is what this verse is getting at. But what kind of preparedness should we have for a physical attack? Side note, we are not going to debate gun control right now. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, wow. So, we'll, so anyway, so the kind of planting the seed of the idea of the physical attack yeah. because we are about to address packing one's fears. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's my first question to you, Derek. Is going ultra light, ultra irresponsible, a simple lack of preparedness? Mm. For some, yes. For others, no. Okay. Do you tell? I think it, I think it's something I mean, I feel like it's something you learn over time correctly. Right. Uh, for example, I, I'll use myself in this example. I feel like I go pretty darn light. Usually, the lightest guy in the group. I would say I used to overpack my fears too much. A, B, C, D, you name it, I packed it. And then after experiences, um, you kind of realize like you hate all this additional weight that you unnecessarily brought. It does a huge toll on your body. Right. So you find ways to cut corners and still be safe. So at this point, I feel like I have everything I'd need if I got stranded or something. I'd be okay. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think there's there's people that maybe just jump right into it and they're like, I, I, I don't, I don't need anything. I'm good. I, I want to go super light. I want to go fast. And then they underestimate a lot of things and they can get in trouble for sure. Yeah, I agree. So I think there's a general like thought out there that basically people that are going ultra light are generally unprepared because they just don't have enough stuff in case of you know various emergencies. And I think what you're saying right. is when you're more experienced and you realize what you need, what you don't need, what typically tends to happen on the trips you go on and what typically does not tend to happen, I think that you have a general sense of... Yeah, that's with anything though, right? You learn, you know, you graduate and learn sometimes the hard way how to be more efficient. So. Right. So I think ultra light is better for people that are not necessarily ultra experienced, but at least somewhat experienced enough to know that. But that, that's that's a kind of a common debate that comes up, and that's actually a question a listener asked. So I thought it was kind of relates to our episode. Yeah. So um, we we kind of talked about these fears before in a previous episode, more in a trivia, and I forget what the what the topic was or what the episode was about. But we're going to tackle it a little different way this time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just just embrace the common yeah. fears that people have that might cause them to pack too much stuff specifically. And then we're going to come up with some solutions or alternatives for it, right? We are. Okay, we are. so what's what's first on your list? Uh, first on my list was getting lost. I think a lot of people have that fear of getting lost. So as a result of getting mm. or of that fear, I think people might pack you know, too much navigational equipment. They might pack multiple compasses, multiple maps. Maybe they have multiple compasses. You maybe, think? yeah. Like what if I – because I mean think about it. Like I, I – the first – trip i went on i packed like two of a lot of stuff because i'm like well, what if i lose this or what if it breaks okay. or what if it you know right. so there's that there's multiple maps what if i rip it what if i lose it um you know they might bring uh the sat phone they okay. might bring they might even bring a flare like a portable flare i saw online <laughs> they have, like there's there's all kinds of stuff you can bring for, to, for that stuff you know i think that there's that 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 fear and if you're that afraid um some solutions i would say you can start with are if this is something you're still this afraid of, I would say pick a well-known trail that has, you know, has a reputation for being well-marked and you can maybe even call the ranger station or go to a well-known national park. Um, like, I mean, I'd say Yosemite has really, I mean, I'd say they have pretty good signs compared to some of the parks we've yeah. been to for sure. For sure. Um, and for they're, sure. they're fairly accurate and stuff. So, you know, pick a well-known park. I'd say you could even take pictures of junctions and landmarks with your phone, like on the way. So in case you get confused, mm-hmm. you'd have that uh, to reference yourself. If you like go in a circle or something like that, you want to make sure before you go anywhere, you maybe you tell somebody you trust. Like I would never tell Carl where I was going backpacking. Uh, you know, <laughs> where you go. Not. No, okay. I I'd actually, you're probably the first person I call. Um, like if I was going backpacking and 
Like, leave the itinerary. You're talking about the itinerary. Yeah, leave the itinerary. Like, hey, I'm going yeah. here. This is my route. Um, if you don't hear from me, this is where I'll be. You know, this is where I'm going to be. <laughs> wait, so wait, are you, is there like a scenario in your world where you go on a trip and don't invite me? That's not very nice. It might happen. It might happen, but unlike, unlikely. You're invited on all my trips, Derek. Wow. That's for better or for worse. So now I feel guilty. Now I feel like you I should. should just, yeah. I'm guilting okay. you into an invite. Yeah. Wow. No, well, I, I just, you know, I don't get a lot of those, so I, so I have to figure out ways to get invites. So guilting somebody in, I think that's true. a strategy. So uh, okay. those are some places I think I'd start. Um, you know, obviously, nice. you know, I mean, I don't know, Carl, like if everything goes wrong, I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you think we should do to shoot the flare and say a prayer? Like, what, what are we, what are we doing? I mean, like, what are some, some well, ideas? Well, I think you're, you're, in terms of the packing your fears, you're talking about, you know, you have this sense of redundancy, but it's like over redundancy where you have right. the map, the sat phone, the GPS, maybe the phone. Well, let me, let me interrupt you there because you, you brought up the map. And I think a lot of people, newbie, newbie people at least, um, don't understand like a lot of the maps that you buy are like, they can be tear proof and like waterproof. They're like really right. pretty durable maps. So you don't right. need like two of those. And they're kind of, you know, they can be kind of bulky and not bulky, but kind of heavy for a map. I think it's good to have a navigational backup. So if you, especially if you're more mm-hmm. of a GPS person or like a phone app person who's right. accessing the GPS part of your phone, I think having a map and compass, I think is very yeah. wise. Now what you're saying, I think is, you know, is four things, you know, is that necessary? No. Probably not. I don't know that people bring double compasses, double maps, double this, double that. Like, I'm sure there's people that have done that. I don't know if that's a common well, thing, though. We'll never know. But uh, we could get some feedback. So maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, I mean, I'd say the majority don't do that. But I think um, bringing like a way, like you know, I mean, bringing all this stuff is is okay. But like, if you bring all this map stuff, like, are you well versed in reading a map? Like, mm. I would say, can you get familiar with reading the map? That's pretty important to do if you're. Right. Just just having the map is one thing, but being able to understand what's being presented to you on the map is another thing. So Fair enough. I think that another thing, too, is if you, you mentioned going to national parks, this is probably kind of built into that, but going on more popular trails where it doesn't have to be necessarily crowded, but if you're going to come across their backpackers, if you do have a concern, then you can just ask for you know directions or like, hey, am I going the right way? You know, just confirm that. But uh, I did learn a stat recently that like the overwhelming majority of people that get lost that need rescuing are day hikers. Overwhelming majority. They're people that simply were not, uh, you know, prepared to be out there that long and they just, yeah, struggled. So, or they're just, you know, newer hikers. All right. Good one. All right. What do you got for your number one? Freezing to death. Maybe not literally to death, but just being cold in general, right? People. <sighs> Little dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. I get cold Just easy. Say- but I still feel like I bring like pretty minimalist clothing and warm stuff. I feel like the worst, you know, if, if it really gets cold, but I still want to hang out outside, you know, you hang by the fire. It kind of keeps, you know, part of you warm. It doesn't keep your whole body warm. Worst case, I feel like I can just kind of like have my sleeping bag on me, you know, while I'm sitting around the fire. But, um, <laughs> but the, the, you the, the packing too many, this is Jason, the, the issue is packing too many clothes. Okay. I think you might sure. qualify for this me yeah correct me if i'm wrong you bring at least two pairs of pants neither of them are waterproof do you bring a third pair that's waterproof uh i nothing's fully waterproof like i have the like uh what is it like the zip away rei pants which dry fairly quickly but they're not like in in a downpour yeah they're annoying for sure because they're they get wet i bring Yep. I, I think over the years I realized like I love it and this is more the comfort thing. Like I don't need to bring this, but I choose to bring this. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. With the you know, the cozy pants, the cozy pajama pants. The pajama pants. Love them. Yes. Love them around the campfire. Love them in the sleeping bag. Right. Um Do you have a third pair of pants that's waterproof? No, I don't. And that, uh, we were so you two two pairs. Two pairs. I was talking about this with you. I'll I'll bring like sometimes I'll bring a pair of swim trunks. But those are pretty pretty late. Um, okay. But I was talking to you about this on the trail. Right. So you're about getting a good pair of uh, waterproof pants. I think you just threw yours out, didn't you? That's right. Like twenty year old pants. I did Glacier National Park. I, I tossed them in the trash can because they they simply weren't staying around my waist yep. anymore because they had been cinched so many times. But yeah, and they were mm-hmm. they were old. But anyway, yeah, you you wouldn't qualify for packing your fears mm-hmm. with this. Obviously, with pajama pants, it was just funny. I was as I was editing the video. When you're hiking, you look like 
a legit backpacker not that there's like you know some sort of cool factor to it you just look like you have the gear you have appropriate clothing <laughs> but when you're around camp you look like somebody who's just wandered in from a house or something like it just looks <laughs> wait wandered in from a house what does yeah that like mean? as if there's like a house nearby and you're like hey guys what you guys doing over here <laughs> like i like i live around the bend like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. Just looks weird. I have like my uh, my fleece pullover. I have my fl- my flannelly polyester pants, and then I have my uh, right. my flip flops, which is right. so cozy. It's just cozy. Yeah, I want to be cozy. It just yeah. If if you if you rolled in in a bathrobe next year, it would not be out of your wheelhouse for sure. Oh, hey, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I will. It's not. All right, getting back to the we're going down the wrong rabbit hole. Getting out of the freezing <laughs> to that to the death. Um, freezing to, to the death, death issue <laughs> to the death <laughs> freezing we, to the death yeah number one is is the hoodie the really thick heavy sweatshirt even like a really extra thick fleece mm. you know some of these yeah. are fine but when you start pairing them with like you know a down jacket with a oh, waterproof man. shell right you know you've probably read everywhere layering is good but if you have layers that are essentially doing the same thing over and over again overkill and that's packing your fears of freezing so if you're like i don't know if i have enough of these warm layers i think you bring one warm upper layer specifically whether that's a vest or you know some sort of a down jacket and then if it really you know we're talking summertime if it really is going to kind of get chilly at night your higher elevation whatever like just roll your sleeping bag out and use that to kind of cozy up in so or just you know if if your if your issue is at nighttime going to bed just buy a better bag buy one that has a high you know better warmth rating worth it I mean, so. saving the weight in the long run is, it just does your body so many favors. Yeah. You know. Honestly, spent, the, the hoodie the hoodie is the biggest offender. I think it's probably the heaviest thing. Like the cotton super, hoodie that you can pack. And it's bulky. Yeah. yeah. I think I did myself a favor and spent 80 extra bucks on a really good low temp, lightweight uh, sleeping bag. And okay. I'm so glad yeah. I did that. So, yeah. Right. And, and so just for me who gets cold relatively easy, I will either bring like a slightly thicker rain jacket for my upper torso and that's it or i'll bring like a really thin waterproof jacket almost like a running jacket with a very thin fleece and that is all besides the shirt that i wear um so that's mine that's my first one uh what's your second one okay. yeah oh so my second one is uh food the fear of going hungry really i mean not bringing enough food mm. uh, i think you and i can kind of attest to this we had that one trip where we both were like on bare minimum and we had to go mooch mode the last day because we wanted to just go extremely light but do you mean last trip i mean olympic national was it last year no no no. was it two trips ago maybe this trip before that's probably every trip for you let's be honest it's probably no definitely not (laughs) you're more mooch than me so i i'd say that uh in general like for in general like we have all kinds of different food packers on our trips we have guys that just throw bunches of snacks and foods in a giant ziploc and they just they don't care they just bring it and then we have guys right. that bring full jars of honey and blocks of cheese like there's, there's no you know what i mean that's like and and i think other people would do that that's more newbie mode i think is is you know the overbring there uh i think the guys that do that in our group just don't care about weight they just it's irrelevant almost how i'm, um, I'm so, really curious how do you yeah how can you tell somebody else out there how to manage their food better we've, we've had this conversation before but I'm, but i think i was the one that shared my thoughts i'm curious what your your advice is here i i guess I, i'm really confused on this one honestly because like if i get home or if i'm done with a trip and i look at my supply and i'm like dude i have a pound and a half of food still like that would annoy me oh yeah a pound and a half is a ton my goal throughout the trip is to like time my food so that I can finish it and be extremely light the last day. Okay. And and just because uh, you know we usually go get food anyway, so I want to have like minimal to no food in my bag almost the last day. And most people can't. Yeah, they can't do that. Like that's harder to to like end eating your last bit of food, right? It is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having like a few extra bars. I mean, I'm, we're not talking like that's that's not crazy at all. But I'm saying right. like if you have like tons. Of, so I think if you're worried about starving on your trip i'd say try to get a little bit more organized i would say you know lay out all your food by day i'd say Mm. you know like i i usually like lay out like here's my three freeze-dried meals for my three dinners at night boom 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 right then Mm -hmm. i have like here are my breakfast items i don't know if you're just like some of us are like just coffee is all i need coffee is all i want some of us like the oatmeal some of us like whatever whatever your shtick is lay it out according by day and then I'd say fill in the blanks with your snacks. You know, like what kind of snacks are you going to have day one, day two, day three? Right. 
And then, and then maybe you throw in a couple little extra things in case you were sharing or in case you ate more than you thought you would or whatever. Okay. Um, I don't. I think that's pretty safe, in my opinion, to do that. I think that's. I, I think that's a, a good first step. So yeah, I've I've come to a different conclusion on this because people do the math of okay. calories and such. I think you, I was going to get to that. You, yeah. If you really, really want to dial in your food stuff, I think you've got to right. be a data nerd. You've got to track. Okay, how many miles did I go this trip? How much elevation gain? How heavy was my pack? All right, and then how much sure. food did I bring? Yeah. You know, like track the food you brought for that. Did I have extra? Did I need more food? That kind of thing, right? And then if you're doing a similar trip, then you know about how much food to pack. If you're doing like an easier trip, obviously a little less, harder trip a little more because as you burn more calories, I think that was our issue last year is that trip ended up being harder than we anticipated in terms Mm -hmm. of just the trail was hard, right? Like the, you know, the rocks and the roots, like it was just, you you know, it's just a harder trail with a lot of elevation gain. We climbed, you know, two passes and had some pretty major... Yeah, I just had, had major climbs, and so we didn't think it was we were gonna need that much fuel, and right, we failed. Yeah, definitely mis misinterpreted, but I, I think it's a safe bet to like pack what you think you'll need, you know, organize it by day, and then and then throw in a little bit extra, throw in a couple extra snacks, or throw in like a little bit extra. In so case your solution you to not packing too much food is to throw in extra food. No, that is not. Don't over exaggerate. Llama I drama. Just, I would say that. I'm saying that you bring a couple extra snacks. Not, I'm, I'm not just saying throw a bunch of junk in a bag like a lot of people okay. do, and they don't account for what what they're eating. But, but again, but again, like if you want to get more lightweight and like healthy, like there's so many like high energy, high protein meals that are that are lightweight. They, you could, you could, if you want to just go all freeze dried, if you want to just make it super easy, they have breakfasts, they have all that stuff. You could do that too. But again, like that's that's kind of a, a bad thing as well like if you're on the trail and you're walking around there's a lot of times you're not going to want to like stop and like boil food or boil water and then do all that whole thing so it's good to like organize your snacks throughout the day because i'd say a majority of what i eat is snacks throughout the day until we get to the camp you know what i mean okay and if that fails carl then you just you know slugs bugs and berries that's all you gotta do like you you just, you just <laughs> eat bugs and berries i wish i could and- I- just thinking about how many times you've gone, I wish I could say, oh, you'll figure it out after a few times. You'll know about how much food to bring. But you don't. You still bring too much because every trip's different and there's different factors that you don't you don't always think about. So I think that's a hard right. one. I think that if you really have a fear of over you know, of, of you know, starving, like you said, you're probably gonna overpack your food. But maybe have setting small goals like don't overpack by more than a pound next time would be a better baby step I guess. you know what's great though is you well here's the here's the big here's the big ticket guys i'm gonna get a little secret you go backpacking with people who don't care about how much food they pack and then once you eat all your food like carl and i then we have lots of friends that are just like oh yeah no i got to- i got tortillas i got uh you know like big pbjs in my bag i got like you know power uh homemade cooked uh things in my backpack that you can have like there's there's always am i hearing you right on this like this is exactly what i said either first season or second season and then that's what that's when you started calling me like mooch mode after i said this exact thing now you're all in on this i'm not i'm not going with the intent to mooch though i'm going with the intent to have the perfect ratio of hike to food whereas mm. i think you are like oh no if i can get that <laughs> i'm gonna get that so i'm not looking to mooch but it's, i don't it, you, okay. you don't you well, don't agree with that is that sound different than you i mean that i think you're referencing it like a joke or just some, something that I, that I mentioned where I'm like, there's one trip that I'm going to go on where I don't bring any food because people bring so much stuff that I'm just going to eat their extra stuff and they'll still have extra food left over. But I'm not really willing to do that. Not, I'm not going to, you know, I just, okay. it's a this theory. Clear, clear your name. This is your chance to clear your name. <laughs> then. You know, is that not you? That's, um, that's not you. It's hard to clear your name when after the last trip I was actually taking extra food because I didn't pack enough. So. <laughs> exactly but you were the same exactly. guy so so get off of your high horse i'm just trying to support you i'm okay. not that's not my goal that, that's yeah. what it was All right, let's move on. <laughs> okay yeah. we spent a lot of time on the food thing i think we'll probably revisit this another time too but uh i think of common fear attacks by humans or animals okay mm, yes Yes, All right, so one. I think that somebody who's going to the extreme and wants to prevent attacks, especially just people that are hiking by themselves and they have this fear right. of a crazy guy. It's usually it's usually a guy. Let's be honest, it's crazy on the trail, or the crazy <laughs> that's animal true. that's 
you know, targeting you, whatever. If you want to go extreme, people are willing, and I've seen this happen even on our trip, they bring a gun. They do. Right? They yeah. will. They do. Yeah. So I would say instead bring a knife. Just kidding. Just kidding. What about a... Just kidding. We do have people bringing swords on swords, our Swords, yeah. I don't well. think that's a, that's not a solution. Standard pistol. Standard common. pistol okay. weighs 48 ounces loaded. Derek, I'm putting you on the spot here. 48 ounces. How many pounds is that? 48 ounces? Let me think. 16, 16, yeah. 16. Is that three pounds? No. 48 ounces. Dude, yes. Yeah, right. I didn't think you knew. <laughs> 16 times 3? 48? Well, the reason why is like like a long time ago we did an episode where I don't even know what I was referencing, but I was like, dude, if, you, if you've weighed this thing, this weighs a quarter pound, and you're like, no, it only weighs like three or four ounces. <laughs> did I mess up? I, I didn't catch. Yeah, I didn't catch it when you said that, and then after I listened, I was like, dang it. What was I talking but, about? Um, but you know your stuff. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. All right, fair enough. You got it though. It's uh, three pounds. It's a lot. I mean, three pounds. Come on, that's like over, like more weight yes. than a lot of sleeping bags out there. So I've got a that solution. A this would work on people and animals, and we've talked about this: the bear spray. It's mm-hmm. called bear spray, but it would it's effective on humans, and it's effective on more than just bears. So that weighs right, right. eight ounces, about half a pound. So you can right. shave two and a half pounds by trusting in the bear spray over a gun if you're that kind of person that that's that fearful the only the only hazard with that is well i guess there's a gun hazard as well but the only hazard with the spray is like you could get some in your own face we will talk about that in our tidbit section because we have something on that actually good yes we need to know about that carl we do Go ahead. we do but no you're right there's there's a risk but we talked about that last or a couple episodes ago anyway about true practicing and such so anyway that's my solution is if you really are afraid of getting attacked if you don't bring the gun you just just generally have that fear and you're like i'm gonna bring a bunch of knives and you know have a but knife yeah, to, I mean, to attack stuff. somebody like right you, a knife's a handy tool to have anyone on the trail but but the bear spray might give you some peace of mind as well and it's only half a pound it's true i think it'd be more i mean it's it's let's let's be honest i mean like you know if you're gonna use a knife on a person like that's a that's a it's kind of a big deal i don't know well it'd be more defense you're not like it you're not like you know lunging but handling the repercussions of me actually stabbing somebody is different than me spraying them in the face with bear, bear spray and running away you know what i mean right and then and that's the key is the nice thing is if is if it was a person you sprayed them like you have time to escape right Boom. it's probably gonna feel good right now if, now if you're Derek, that might not be enough time to hike uphill away from somebody no i'm like a rabbit out there i'm like a little fox okay i'm, I'm out of there uh i like that that's good dude that's uh well okay well said. Um, so we ha- right. we have we have one more, but it's this is kind of a topic that we both kind of uh, were wanting to talk about. So I think we might, let's just yeah. piggyback it and uh, shared shared last one, which is running out of water. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fear is running out of water, right? The fear. So the overpacking would obviously be packing or kind of hanging on to too much water. So right. What, you, uh, what was your solution to the fear of packing too much water? Right. So one of my one of my starting points was let's say because of that fear you packed too big of a bladder or uh, mm. you just packed too much to hold your water. So I think something to overcome that would be to get familiar with map reading and if wherever you're going on your your route to to plot point like okay there's a lake here there's big rivers here. Um, and get familiar as you can with where you're going and if there are regular frequent uh, water things because that will mm-hmm. definitely definitely put you at ease a little bit. Um, I'd okay. say um, get a filter. That one, What's the filter you like, Carl? You like the one? Like what, What's a good beginning filter, would you say? The catadine? Even a good beginning filter? Or no? No, 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 no. You hate that um, one. Why I, am I even asking you? You hate water filters. I don't know why I'm asking <laughs> Any... <laughs> Any Sawyer, <laughs> any Sawyer, <laughs> the any Sawyer, Sawyer squeeze is the one that we've been Sawyer going with. Dude. That's the one that's yeah, worked okay. the best. Not not the micro, just the regular squeeze. Yeah. All right, get a good filter that you can you can trust. Maybe try it out before you go, so you're not freaking out. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, if all of all actually, else, sounds funny, but that's actually good advice. It is good advice for sure. You know, you yeah. want to know what you're doing before you get out there. And uh, you know, like Carl says, if all else fails, then you can just you know filter and drink your own pee. So. Either way, oh I think you're you gonna have a way. Well, it's just a fact, Carl. It's just a second fact. P reference in the episode. Okay, look, it, 
<laughs> if Kevin Costner can do it. <laughs> you hit one of my solutions, which was to kind of plan your trip and know your map around the water sources. That's that's the obvious one. I think people still right. I think they've got a like you said, the key to what you said, I think, was the like the you know, the heavier running streams or rivers where you know there's gonna be water there, right? So right. I think that that's a reasonable solution. The other solution, got a couple. You could attach one of your water bottles to an aqua clip because because you'll probably lose your bottle, so it'll actually force you to bring less water. Uh, I'm proud of you for bringing up the aqua clip yet again. Uh, I think you would have that fear though, because I think you, as as we learned, all of us learned that you used it incorrectly and you don't know how to use it so i think the majority <laughs> of us the majority uh, of us would be fine uh, with the aqua clip no 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 i was that was i was being silly but beyond that i think that you need to use the intel of other hikers so if you're filling up water you've got two solid bottles you get essentially four pounds worth of water on you because you get two liters full and you know you're coming and you're just you, you've just filtered and somebody's like, yeah, in a couple miles or whatever, three, four miles, whatever. Right. Unless you drink like a camel, which I know some people do. They I know do. some people do. They do. You know, dump one of your bottles out and just wait till you get to the next source. You know, three, four miles. That's a decent chunk to take a rest at and filter some more water there. Save yourself two pounds exactly. in between, basically. Exactly. Exactly. And Oh, and then if need be, if you don't want to ask hikers, like as you're heading out there, you can, you know, stop into the ranger station and ask your favorite ranger. Ask Ranger Annie. Water Intel. <laughs> Ranger Annie. <laughs> one day, one day we'll get Ranger Annie on. And she'll have no idea who we yeah. are anymore, but that'll be fun. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At MidwayUSA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. So we got trivia now, Carl. This is I'm excited about this trivia because later in the episode in your tidbits, you're going to do a, we have some female, um, we have a female MP3, which I'm excited about. We do our first one, man. Yeah. Way to go, girls. Yeah. Um, so I, I did a little research about fears you know fears in the backpacking and hiking and stuff and i came across this website called hike like a woman.net and it listed mm, is that bookmarked uh, for you it is not um but it was a okay. it, it was talking about like the top six fears that women had in the outdoors so carl this is a random different type of trivia so i want to see if you can th- get inside the mind of the lady hikers the lady backpackers and think about what okay. are two just two of these six that okay. they might be afraid of and uh, then we'll, we'll just, I'll list you all six and then see if you can give us a little bit of input on a couple of them. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I I predict that two of my three are on the list, and that is being okay. attacked by either an animal and or human, probably mm-hmm. a crazy guy, and then freezing to death. So, okay, dude. Yeah, you, okay, one of yours is on there. Uh, wildlife. Okay. Wildlife was fear number five. Uh, lots of people are terrified of wildlife encounters, and we just talked okay. about that actually. Um, with you know, on on one of our packing our fears. So, um, their advice here. Wait, wait, wait. so free freezing is not on the list? Are you no? Freezing was not the the ladies don't fear okay. the cold. You know they don't fear They're, it. My wife, that's like so, her number one concern when we go backpacking is staying warm enough. That's I don't know if she call it a fear, but it's definitely. I mean, it's it's a fear. I think. Well, let me go over what people said. 
Fear one was right. carrying a heavy pack that weighed too much. Fear two uh, was finding a spot to camp. Like they weren't sure where to camp. Um, okay. And so that, which over it, being cold? Come on. I hey, you know what website is this? This what? is hikelikeawoman.net. Look, this right, is, ladies out there, please, please chime in on this. If you don't mind, email or on the Facebook. Tell page, us what your like, fears this, are. What are your fears? Is this legit? Like, do you would you really rank mm. finding the right backpacking spot? Maybe even like early in your career, like more as a newbie, ahead yeah, of yeah, sure. being cold or freezing. Obviously, obviously, if you're if you're well seasoned, a lot of these probably won't even apply. So we're right. gonna go from the no, for newbie sure. standpoint. Hundred percent okay. true. But I just I get, like it's not even worth me asking my wife because I know that she, I know she would say the cold thing well she's your wife i would hope that you'd know what her you know fears are so fear one carrying the heavy backpack fear two finding a spot to camp fear three pooping and all the bodily functions there's a fear that i can see that they won't they won't operate as normal because you're you know you're outdoors you feel nervous maybe you're it's you're not used to being out there and squatting and no that's that's a big thing. deal that's a, that was a big deal for me too first time for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, if you don't know the whole like leave no trace thing, or right. you know how far to go, it's it just it can add in anxiety for people, which I get. Yeah. Uh, fear four. Fear four was uh, darkness. They just have mm. a fear of like, well, what if I don't make it to camp, or where we need to go in time? Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, so darkness. You can hear more sounds. It's it's just creepier at night, obviously, if you're hiking at night, especially if you're like with. Your are you are you afraid of the dark? You sound like you you can kind of identify with this. <laughs> really? Huh, it's interesting. I'm not the one who sleeps <laughs> with a nightlight in the tent, but either way, um, mm. no, I'm not. Af- I'm not too afraid of the dark. That's I true. think I'll. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I think any, I think anybody would be a little bit more sketched out or uh, fearful if they were hiking like by themselves at night, or maybe it's like even one other person. You know, it can be kind of sketchy. But we have like a group of dudes. I got. I got. I got a trip challenge for you right now. Oh boy! Okay. I already know what you're gonna say. You want to go for a night hike? What, what you want to go for say? a night hike with me? No, okay. no, no. Nope. What is it? Nope, zero. <laughs> uh, we t- we talked about cowboy camping, mm-hmm. and if we have some nice weather, night one okay. of the summer trip, the July trip, yes. we are gonna be in like big time bear country. Okay. So rather than kind of hearing these random sounds outside the tent, we could just be already be out there and just flash a light that direction if we if we hear some disturbing sounds are, are you up for that you want to do a, a cowboy camp with me yeah i mean okay like conditions would be like if the conditions are yeah good. yeah well, if the conditions are two good. conditions two conditions that are that okay. it's not going to rain on us obviously right. we don't want to if it looks like it's going to rain we're not going right. to do it and second i don't know how the mosquitoes are going to be then if the mosquitoes are going nuts i don't want to be out there okay that's fair if we can find a good spot maybe maybe one night yeah okay i'm done with that conditions conditions pending if you know that there's gonna be bears in this is the area that you're in and you're outside do you find more comfort in that because you know what's in your camp or what's not in your camp you can kind of check mm-hmm. or is that more disturbing to you do you feel like that thin nylon is like a protective layer <laughs> uh, huge huge barrier uh no i think i think there's a sense of like uh even if you i'd say if you're going to cowboy camp and you're and you're kind of nervous about that. I'd say like, can we set some like bear alarms around the perimeter or something like something like that? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's yeah. part of the deal. Yeah. Well, I was gonna do that anyway. Yeah. So I mean, if I did okay. that, I'd be fine. Sounds yeah, like you're that. in. Uh, uh, fear, fear. F- okay. Sorry. So I totally, I totally interrupted you. Your, totally your did. Fear sorry. five was the wildlife uh, attacks by wildlife, which you mentioned, and okay. then the last fear was uh, not being able to keep up with the pros quote unquote pros so i don't know if that's like you know you're going Mm. um with other people maybe some of your friends are super fast and they do this all the time and you know i know that was kind of one of my fears the first year or two i went i was like man i don't want to like lag behind yeah so i get that's that's a fear and then the other was like maybe you're doing like a tour group or maybe you're like with a group of other people you don't know and a lot of these people are like experienced blah 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 so all legit fears um okay Obviously, Carl would yeah. add seven, which is freezing to death, which, you know, that's fine. Maybe that was number seven. Maybe that was number seven. We just didn't make the list. You know, who knows? Mm, I think there's some good answers on there. I just don't, I just dispute that one because I think, yeah, I can see, especially if you're new and you're not, and you don't know your pace, you don't know how hard it's going to be, you don't know how hard it is to be carry a pack to, to be concerned. Like, what if we don't make it to camp? Right. What if we have to be hiking out here at night? I've never done that before. 
even if I have a headlamp, it's not the same as the sun, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I could see that that's that's for sure a big one. And I think that you know, like, don't bite off more than you can chew if you're if you're on the newbie side. Just just do you know, do some shorter hikes. Figure out your pace. Figure out how long it's going to take you. And and I think you're to realize that when you have you know whatever it is twelve plus hours of daylight, and you're going you know ten miles or less, that you will make it. You will make it. You will yeah. make it. I mean, unless there's other circumstances going on, of course. But true. Um. Anyway, so that was good, man. That was good. Cool. All right. Okay. Um. Nice input. I'm gonna give you a like borderline pass on that. So uh, okay, you did good, even though you missed one. My outrage at the lack of freezing won you over. Well, maybe it was just it's on the list, but maybe it's just lower on the list. You know. Maybe. Maybe we could put this on hold and see if we get any feedback that confirms or rejects my thoughts there from the female <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you just want validation we'll for your insanity. And I well, I'm open to rejection too. It's fine. Okay. Speaking of the female listeners, we got some tidbits. And as you mentioned, we do have an MP3 from Jessica from yes. South Carolina. Indeed. She had a reaction to the episode, the skills episode with Kevin Outdoors and... She has some interesting things to say. So thank you, Jessica. And here's what she had. Boom. Hey, Carl and Derek. It's Jessica from South Carolina. This is in response to the conversation in episode 88 around bear spray. So I wanted to instill a little more confidence in you, Carl, and anyone else who's been hesitant to pull the trigger on their bear spray by sharing my experience kind of like a what to expect if you've never discharged your bear spray. Now, I've never had to use it in the presence of a wild animal, thank goodness, but I have sprayed it a couple times for practice just because the last thing I want is to be face to face with a bear and in that moment find out my can is defective. So when you do pull the trigger on the spray, it has some force. I wouldn't describe it as a kick like say with a firearm or anything like that. But um, you can definitely feel the force and pressure that's propelling that spray forward out of the can. And with mine, it sends out an orange stream of spray a pretty good distance, like 30 feet or so, that then disperses into a wide cloud. And the first time I tested it, I had an extended arm and there was no wind interference, but I still caught a small whiff of it and it is some potent stuff. Um, I'm convinced every hair in my nose got burnt up and it was about 20 minutes or so before that stinging kind of died down and I could actually smell things again. So I definitely would not want to be the bear who tries to mess with a backpacker armed with bear spray. Anyway, take a couple practice shots with it just to get an idea of what that would actually be like having to discharge your bear spray. Um, I love your guys' podcast. You guys are always good for a laugh, so keep making great content. Okay, so if I'm getting you correctly, you are encouraging me to to spray the bear spray, which I will do, happily do, especially next time I'm going to be in grizzly bear country. I definitely want to practice with that. And you're like, yeah, I guess the impression I got was like, it's not that big of a deal. But then you said that like you got too much of a whiff and it, it kind of was a big deal. It kind of burned your nose hairs and maybe you aren't your nose hairs aren't as sensitive as mine, but that doesn't sound very comfortable, Derek. What do you think? Yeah, Carl, I, I don't know. I mean, Jessica, here's my problem with him spraying bear spray. Okay, I don't I don't trust. I don't trust his aim <laughs> whatsoever. So I think we're going to delegate that to me. Um, I don't think he need to play. Did you play any organized sports where you used your arms, Carl? Is that, or no? Is it no baseball, no nothing, where you threw anything or oh, used your arms? Or, okay, I was making sure. So chess does not count, but um, I'd say that I would delegate that to somebody else, but... We could train Carl. Maybe we could train Carl, you know, because if you're saying that you are versed in, you've done this before, Jessica, but then you almost burned your own nose hairs out or whatever that was. Uh, no, she did burn, not all the way out. She, just, she sounds like she singed the nose hairs. That seems like horrible. That seems horrible. Um, do I trust Carl to do that? I don't, at this point, no. At this point, no. But I, I think eventually I could. That wasn't the question. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just that's where I lean to because she wants me to give you bear spray like I don't know if I can do that I don't know if I can do that 
so yeah, Carl, I don't know. I you, you tell me what do I think? That's what I think. So I don't know how I didn't answer your question. It was All kind right. of open ended. But um, there, there you have it. There's my feedback. Well, I'm going to make sure that when I test it out that Derek's nearby, whether he's aware I'm spraying it or not. So there you go. That's that's the conclusion I have. I'm not yeah. surprised by that. Not surprised okay. by that. Uh, we'll report about tidbits? that. Tidbits? Do we get some tidbits that is tidbit. for that, that was the first one. Any more tidbits? That, Jessica, by the way, that was, that was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Ladies, send some more. That was great. All right. I got, I got another tidbit. I got last one. This one is yeah. like unexpected. Out of the blue and awesome. Yeah. Okay. We have a listener from Montana named Logan. And he apparently, yeah. at least for one of his class, he's a high school teacher and he teaches welding. And he made some metallic, I guess, sculptures for us and sent it to us. He made one for each of us. I'm going to put these on our Facebook page so you can check these out. These are awesome. One is, of course, for me, a Sasquatch. And the other is like nice. this metallic guy who's sitting on a toilet reading like a newspaper i'm assuming that's for you it's gotta be for me i'll take the toilet yeah i enjoy the toilet it was it was pretty cool looking too actually i really enjoyed that both are displayed in my house until my wife like takes them down but they've been up for a couple days now so i'm getting away with it Hmm. okay so anyway so thank you logan that was awesome super fun and just unexpected like unexpectedly awesome so thank you for that and i think that's all i got Okay, that's fair. Guys, that'll do it for us. Thanks for joining us as always. Uh, if you can, check out patreon.com slash backpacking and blisters. Check it out. Subscribe. Get the bonus footage. We're going to have some great stuff on there. Uh, it's also going to be in the show notes if you want to see that link and also on the Facebook page. Guys, we will see you next time. And remember, guys, if Carl packed it, he's probably afraid of it. <laughs> I want to So, look, guys, uh, there is one more thing Carl's afraid of. Again, these are things that he usually tells me, like, you know, off the side, off off the record, you know. But I'm going to share this with you because I love you guys. Um, a lot of times he'll bring these, like, portable reflectors. And I'm like, why are you bringing all these portable reflectors? He's like, Derek, I need as much sunlight as I can get. I'm like, why? He's afraid of his own shadow. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.